You're listening to the BS Podcast, where we cover all of the bull in the news and more. Now, welcome your hosts, Dave and Zach. Hello and welcome to the BS Podcast, where we talk the absurd, the ridiculous, and yes, the bullshit. I am Dave, and joining me is my partner in BS, Mr. Zach. Zach, how are you, buddy? Dave, what's up, man? <laughs> we've got we've got a, a packed show today. We've got so many topics, so many, so much bullshit to wade through, so much to shovel over our shoulders and maybe toss on the guy behind us. I'm tired of it all, but we are here. <laughs> We are here to get through it for all of you, all this crap going on in the world, and to find find a way to laugh at it all, right, Zach? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, let me run through the topics before we get started. I need more beer. We've got a possible <laughs> coronavirus treatment and coronavirus prevention, so you really want to pay attention to those two stories. And sports in an age of social distancing, something we're going to talk about. We really have two kind of related stories there, and then we're moving to maybe everyone's favorite, Florida news. Then we get a nice story about cops helping out in the community. A story of how all of us are keeping busy while locked up at home. <laughs> Moving on, don't drink this coffee, please. <laughs> Get into that one. Uh, we've got another example of elite hypocrisy, something we talked about last week. We've got tree hugger news. Mother Nature Hates You, always a good reminder for that. If it's not getting you on one thing, it's going to get you for something else. And a new identification method. You may have heard of iris scans and fingerprints, but now there's a new way of identifying people. <laughs> Can't wait to get into that. And then we will close with fear mongering. Zach, now every week we've been, every week we've been talking, every week um, before we run through the BS, all these topics we have, we've been talking about our own personal BS, our own hyper local news, <laughs> anything going on with you? Uh, my neighbor's uh, dumbass car horn woke me up at like four o'clock this morning. So that's, oh, you know, the one good thing about this shelter in place, I get to roll out of bed and immediately start work. Like, you know, I got to start at like eight ish. So I, I like wake up at like seven fifty and I roll out of bed and hop on my computer and start working. It's nice. So, you know, I mean, up at 4 a.m. today and I could not get back to sleep. So, you, you know, know that, the day I, started off lovely. Oh, Crazy. You know, the same thing happened to me. I didn't, well, not car alarm, but I had a terrible night's sleep last night. The, yeah. the dog was, was fidgeting in the bed, getting up and out. And I just, I don't know, I was having weird dreams and, uh, and I just could not sleep. So I'm right there with you. I mean, I do agree. Well, I've been working home for a while, but I mean, it's the, the time from rolling out of bed to just getting to the desk is very small. It's, it's very convenient. I enjoy it a lot. Oh yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> This is the one blessing of being stuck in the house. <laughs> it is. Now, we, we, we joke about how, people, how, how lame it is to talk about the weather, but, I, you know, I don't care. I think it's cool. Well, what's, the, what's the weather like in your area, Zach? We, we had some uh, damn really bad storms yesterday, but today it is beautiful and sunny. It's a little chilly. It's like in the 50s, but, I mean, you know, it's nice out right now. Yeah. Now, here we're, we're getting – in Florida, we're uh, – we, we hit about 90 degrees the last two days. So it's like, it's hell on earth and it's here and it's going to oh, be here for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, for me, you know, I don't have much to complain about, believe it or not. Um, you know, it's, it's warming up outside. The, the, the magnolia trees are blooming. The jasmine is blooming. There's a nice, there's a nice fragrance in the air when you go outside. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for everything. It, you know, maybe it was 
um, as I told our, uh, our Facebook audience, uh, Saturday night, my neighbor gave me a roll of toilet paper and I've been telling the audience here how we were down to our last roll. And la- that last roll had essentially run out before the neighbor stepped up and, and gave me that bit of charity. So I think that's, that's kind of, I've been, I've been feeding off of that for the last couple of days. What a great guy. What a good Samaritan, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into our topics, buddy. I need more beer. (laughs) Uh, Pennsylvania 93-year-old woman put out an I need more beer sign outside of her outside of her door. And you know what? She got beer. <laughs> People were leaving her. cases of beer in her front yard. <laughs> you know, hats off to her for being honest. It's like when you <laughs> see those homeless people, like um, in the homeless population in Baltimore, there's a few people that like I see and all their signs usually say like, you know, I need booze, you know, and they're not like doing a sob story. They literally just say front, you give me money. I'm going to use it to buy alcohol. Just, yeah. you know, right? just be Fine. honest. Yeah. <laughs> And I usually give them money before I give other people money, but uh. it's, I know, right? <laughs> this is great. I mean, she ended up with uh, 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 ten cases of beer, and uh, so that's great. So she she drinks. Uh, apparently, she drinks a Coors Light every day, and uh, she says she's on. She, oh, she was on her last twelve. Now. <laughs> I'm the not balance, buying that now. The <laughs> are always blue in this lady's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something a little, I don't know. I think, I think that one might be six. And she was thinking, <laughs> I got a two-day supply. Because, <laughs> you know, at 12, it's not at 12 days anyway, but let, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. She says, I have a beer every night. And you know what? Beer has vitamins in it. It's good for you as long as you don't overdo it. Well, very well said. You know, I don't need beer, but for those who do, this is just as important. Uh, this is essential. This is just like toilet paper. Oh, yeah. It's 100% essential. That's why they haven't shut down the liquor stores in most <laughs> no. states yet. <laughs> people, will be, people will be murdering one oh, another. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's all I had on that. You good, you good on that one, Zach? I'm good on that. All right, great. So we've got a, a, a possible coronavirus treatment, as I, mean, I mentioned earlier, which is drinking whiskey. A doctor says, Perfect. Um, you know, the higher the percentage of the alcohol, the better it is. You kind of, you know, swishle that around in your throat. Could kill the bacteria. Could kill the viruses. I don't know that this is true, but um, I'm certainly willing to to endorse this treatment. Oh, 100%. You? I think I'm going to go get a bottle right now. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> I'm going to just get a whole bottle of, uh, of Jack and just uh, have a good old time to protect myself from COVID-19. I got a question here. Does this conflict with the don't use Tito's as a hand sanitizer thing? I mean, is there a similar logic going on here or is it a more concentrated version of the alcohol being right on your throat? You know, because you're picking that up or what? It seems like a little bit of misinformation. Um, I don't think it's misinformation at all. I think people are just trying to use booze (laughs) to help themselves in whatever way they can. I mean, (laughs) now... This does come from a, 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 this is a, actually a story on Informed American, so I encourage you all to check that out. This comes from a, a lead doctor at the Institute of Virology at Saarland University Hospital in Germany. You know, we can trust him. And, uh, you know, what do you got to lose, right? Most Germans like their, uh, li- like their liquor and uh, beer, so. <laughs> yeah. As long, I think they like it so long as they can rationalize maybe yeah. what it is, which I'm, I'm perfectly happy to do that. All right, moving on. We've got some coronavirus prevention, uh, some action being taken by some of our state governments. And it's concern for the prison population. We don't want them to get sick. So instead, we're going to release them out into the general public to, um, I don't know, would you call this predictable results, Zach? A man that, that was released commits assault and robbery after he was 
<laughs> it's a hundred percent predictable. <laughs> I mean, what did they expect was going to happen? I'm not saying that there are people that aren't that you know aren't in jail that are innocent, but right. like the way I see it is like the whole point is that they don't want to spread the coronavirus inside the prison, but at least like it's contained. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You, by definition, a prison is a quarantine. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> why don't if someone gets in there, why don't you just leave it inside of there and like lock the guy in his cell and put him in? I don't know, solitary and call it a day. Now, I, I think we touched on this, the idea that this was being floated, um, I think maybe in episode two, and now we're seeing the results. Yeah. Um, so there was a, let's see, he was, now, now this guy, his name, I don't even need to say his name, but he was one of uh, 1,100 parole uh, violators who was released by uh, Governor Cuomo in New York. And, you know, you want to stop the spread of COVID, but you're not interested in spreading the stop of crime, which is also a problem. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked at this, I was looking at this story the other day, and I'm pretty sure he... It's not his. It wasn't his first time in jail either. Like he, oh, no. he was a repeat offender, and they were like, you know what? Maybe fourth or fifth times the charm. Maybe this time he'll go out, and then he goes out and does the same thing. Yeah, we believe him this time. He's really yeah. performed his life. Um, and the last thing we want yeah. is is him to get sick, not what he might do to the community at large. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, this is this is the definition of bullshit, right? Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent bullshit. On a on a bullshit scale, it's out of ten. <laughs> do we do we need a like a a bullshitometer? Maybe. Yeah, we definitely need a bullshitometer. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> and by the way, this story could also be found on informedamerican.com. dot uh, Zach, something you found, and this is about sports in the age of <laughs> social distancing. This comes from Sky News: Coronavirus mannequins and cardboard cutouts replace fans as Taiwan baseball. S- Baseball season launches. This is this is sure to give the players. Yeah. Support, What's right? the fucking point? <laughs> I mean, I the players know they're not real. The people watching it on TV knows they're not real. It just <laughs> looks stupid. Like <laughs> this is crazy. I just picture like someone hit like a foul ball and like the mannequin just sitting there and like the foul ball hitting the mannequin. Oh, that is crazy. It's like over. a head off. Yeah. <laughs> It just goes through. It's a cardboard it's one. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the cardboard ones. It punches a hole right through their chest. <laughs> Camera slowly zooms into the broken mannequin. Oh, but you know, if you read further into the story, you actually do get the point, which is they dress up these mannequins in cardboard cutouts with corporate sponsored logos like Rakuten or whatever else. So this is a way of advertising. Now, it, I mean, what do you think? Uh, that's a bit cynical, don't you think? Yeah, I guess they're going to be losing so much damn money from like not having any concession sales or anything like that. I guess that's their way of trying to make up dollars that they're going to miss them from not having any fans in the stadium. It's great. And then they have, uh, no, I agree. And then you know, some of these cardboard cutouts have surgical masks on. This is crazy. <laughs> I wonder, we, we've talked about, we've talked about how, you know, this, a lot of the things that we've been forced into over the last month or so may have lasting effects and may continue, you know, going on. We're not going to go back to whatever normal, whatever, you know, the world used to be. So will it be the case now that when, when we eventually let fans into the stadiums, you're going to have to wear some kind of an advertisement to <laughs> this is the normal now. <laughs> when you get your ticket, they say what you have to wear an advertisement for. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you wear a shirt that says Nike on it or something. <laughs> Crazy, 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 crazy. All right, Zach, let's get into Florida news. And our first story from Florida news is kind of is in the similar vein as the story from Taiwan. And uh, it is that uh, it, just uh, I think last night, 
Um, Monday night, we heard from Florida Governor DeSantis, who allowed, who determined that world, <laughs> the WWE wrestling is an essential business, and it and it continue, it can't continue in the state of Florida. However, there won't be any fans in attendance. So. This one, I think, is a little controversial. I'd like to know what you think of this. Is this BS? Is this like, is it, what's the BS here? Is it that we're calling it an essential business or, or what? I think it's that we're calling it an essential business. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's on the same line of WWE is sports. So, you know, they're not making other, other sports are filming without an audience. But I think wrestling is a little bit different than, um, you know, baseball or something like that. I mean, these guys are literally like grappling one another. I mean, that's not social distancing at all. And especially when you have some kind of matches, there's, there's more than, you know, a few people in the ring at one time. So I, I don't see how, how that's gonna, I don't see how it's fair to demon and essential when it's, it's gotta be so easy for a disease to spread between uh, the wrestlers. Yeah. So, so there's kind of two things going on there. First of all, what is essential? I think maybe that's that's kind of the thing. I don't think there's really a, a really good definition of of what essential is, right? I mean, in your life, what is essential? You need food, clothing, and shelter, right? So your house is, your house doesn't close, so you need food, and so they can keep grocery stores so grocery stores open. I mean, you don't. I mean, you need clothes, but you have your own, so you don't need to keep clothing stores open. Other than that, and you know, a hospital, which isn't really a store, but other than a grocery store and a pharmacy, I don't think anything else could be essential. I mean, you might even say like, well, what if my car breaks down? But it, how essential is it? Not, it's not essential to your life. It's essential to you drive, you know, <laughs> move, getting out of your house. I, I've been struggling with that too with like Home Depot and Lowe's and, you know, any kind of home improvement store too that's remained open. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I've been going to them to because I'm everyone, most people like, everyone is stuck in their house right now. Most people are, are doing work around their house. You know, is that necessarily essential? But those <laughs> stores I would assume have to be open. You know, what happens if you're like a friend of mine, his water heater just went up the other day. His basement got completely flooded. He had to oh, go no. to Home Depot and buy a new, you know, water heater and fix it. You know, if they're not open, you know, and your house gets flooded, shut off the water, you're out of what is your house supposed to be without water for, <laughs> you know, till, till the shelter in place is over with. Yeah. So, so that's so then what do you do you do you do a dividing you know you can't buy like paint but you can buy a water heater you know it just gets crazy so i think we've all this whole essential thing is there's no real good definition of it i think really what it means is um you know you, non-essential is is like a strip club yeah <laughs> and, and you know maybe it's not even about that maybe it's just about people congregating together and what is essentially non-essential is when you know doing things for fun like well like a strip club but like going to restaurants stuff like that that makes sense movie you just don't That's don't need not to essential do that at all. i'm sorry i missed that say again movie theater like how how packed in are you when you go to a movie theater yeah yes no. exactly and wow i mean there's yeah forget that who knows when they're going to open those again no, you raised another interesting point about, so, so there's no fans, so there's no gathering there, but the wrestlers themselves, now, I mean, I don't know how big a crew is to, to film this, maybe maybe 20 people or something, you have your announcers, the referee, the wrestlers themselves, and just some ring people to do equipment, so would you say maybe 20, you think that's a fair amount? I'd say that's probably a small amount compared to how many people they probably need to go into like an event. I oh, say, like I audio, video people, all that. Yeah, I feel like it'd probably 50? end up being more than that. I mean, 
the audio video people probably don't need to be next to each other minus the people in the production booth, which is probably like five, maybe tops in the production booth. But other than that, you got all the talent, the wrestlers, yeah, you know, the camera guys, the camera crew. It's a lot of people. No, I mean, do you think, I mean, is there any way if you just give everybody a test every day and then just see who's sick or is it just, is it just stupid to even do this? I mean, aren't <laughs> where we run short on tests as it is <laughs> well, yeah, every damn day. It's like, Hey, before you go over there, well, it's an essential it business. <laughs> it, need it's, test. Yeah, exactly. It's essential now, you know, before you get in the ring with someone there, take another, take your fifth, um, coronavirus test this week. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, all right, I, maybe I think maybe I've I've come across then because I was first at like, well, people are just mad about this essential label, but then the fact that it's it's just pointless right now. It's just to get a lot of the business to keep continuing in some way. But you know, like you we were saying about the baseball story, I mean, there's no you know, there's no fans. There's just no excitement. I mean, everything, yeah. especially professional wrestling, it's just drama and theater. You know. You're not, it, the crowd reaction is like, you know, 80% of the show, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I had on that. We got more Florida news, Zach. A bizarre rash of porn-filled Easter eggs left in mailboxes leads to Florida woman's arrest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Oh, so it's a, so this is in Flagler County. Um, this this woman was arrested after multiple calls were made to authorities that Wednesday night regarding female placing eggs in mailboxes. The officer saw the car match this blah blah blah. So I mean, there's in here. There's just she, she said she was educating people. Um, you know, there's a bag full of <laughs> pornographic material inside the vehicle. She told everyone that she was just doing a. Uh, she was just helping, just helping out. I mean, you gotta. Kids need to know about this stuff eventually, right? If they're not gonna get it in sex ed, maybe the she BS like is added, her arrest. Yeah, she like added her phone number in with all the <laughs> pictures, <laughs> trying to pick up a uh, partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If that happened in my neighborhood, I, <laughs> them eggs would be found so damn fast. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone hoarding them. Yeah. Uh, so she faces 11 counts of distributing obscene material, which uh, it's interesting. And then she was also driving without a valid license. Really, really great job all around there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the statement here. It says, uh, thankfully she didn't, she didn't appear to be sick, but certainly needed some help. She and calling her a deranged, deranged offender. So he's just a weirdo. That's <laughs> a little harsh, but deranged. <laughs> There's gotta be more to in this story. So maybe yeah. she just, Bizarre. Oh, the picture here. Uh, it says she's 42 years old, but I, I'd lean closer to 62. <laughs> so, something happened here. <laughs> All right, let's move on to that. Now, this one, this one's great. I think the headline itself, you don't uh, even need any yeah. more than this. I hope you... Oh, sorry. Um, whoops, I got the wrong one here. A Florida man accused of beating cellmate asked for a courtesy flush to help with smell. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the start of a sitcom and then ends, you know, with the brutal. Oh, man. I wish I I picture like the Seinfeld music like popping in like (laughs) (laughs) that nice bass line. Oh, my goodness. Uh, You know, I mean, you got you're sitting there. You're a cellmate. You know, you're you're in close quarters. You guys like, come on, man. Can you you give me a flush? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, apparently there's no courtesy because the next thing, the next courtesy you got was a beating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, depending on who your cellmate is, I mean, and depending on what crime they're arrested for, you're really going to, I mean, how much are you really going to save for someone having a, a stinky shit? You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, well, I don't picture prison smelling that great as it is, Dave. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think they stock up on air fresheners. I don't think so either. <laughs> There's no Glade or Febreze yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's difficult to know what the prison etiquette is here. Do you just let them, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's no such thing as a courtesy flush in prison as we're, as we're learning. You got to conserve water somehow, man. You know? <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> uh, now, this one isn't a Florida, that's, that's it for Florida news, but this one feels like a Florida news story. Iowa woman drove to police station, asked for officers to test her methamphetamine for coronavirus, cops say. <laughs> Could you do me a favor? Yeah. <laughs> you, I really don't want to get sick. Could you test this stuff for me? Oh, God. She just walks in and says, hey, can you test my meth for me? <laughs> what the hell do you think the expression was on those cops' faces? I mean... You know what I mean? Like, what, what the hell do you say to that? <laughs> it's funny how dumb you are. Oh, yes, God. exactly. I mean... <sighs> It's very, I mean, the stupidest thing. I mean, you, you would think that, uh, well, I don't know. If you're on math, you're, you're probably not thinking straight, right? As we saw from Tiger King. <laughs> you're not really all there. Yeah. But there are ways of maybe you could sterilize it, put it in the oven at 170 degrees for 30 minutes or something like that. I hear, I, I hear that's how you uh, sterilize uh, N95 masks. It is. And we have a how-to video coming out on that very soon. What? <laughs> that's nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh that's all i had on that let's move on here we've got a story of people keeping busy in the lockdown a story from the mirror uk saying our sex toy company is booming since the lockdown this is what people are buying I mean, you can't buy toilet paper but you can buy plenty of sex toys uh, enough to keep yourself busy while you're locked down at home Oh, <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> i mean you, you gotta especially if you're single man you're just stuck in the house by yourself what else are you gonna do <laughs> you know yeah and uh well uh, these guys by the picture in the story they've got a number of ideas of what you can do uh they're all all the items that they sell are laid out on the table <laughs> some of these are I'm right <laughs> that's oh, excellent these are a little bit terrifying, but you know, I mean, we all got it. We all have to find a way to maintain our sanity, don't we? Oh yeah. No one loves me like I love me. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you for, uh, for that company for stepping up, stepping up and helping out the community to, to fill our needs. 100%. Those are the real, the real good Samaritans in all of this uh, crazy <laughs> world that we're in now. Yeah, well, my, when, why did my neighbor give me a roll of toilet paper? Why didn't I get a, get a sex toy in, yeah, instead? Yeah, sure got like a pocket ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach. Exactly. toilet paper, neighbor, but here's a pocket ass. <laughs> <laughs> Takes all kinds. There's a story here that you found as well, Zach. Uh, the most expensive cup of coffee is made with cat poop. Oh, as I take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> what, do you, yeah, what do you got there? Uh, coffee not this coffee oh christ They're tell them what's in it dave <laughs> so they they essentially they they let the the cats eat the coffee and then they and then they collect the the poop and then somehow steep that and then drink it i mean oh god that's how pandemics start <laughs> just, yeah where's the lesson shit <laughs> I don't, I don't walk around in my backyard and look at my dog's dumps and say, like, this will be good poured over hot water. <laughs> this <laughs> this is will a- be good in a cup with hot water, boiling water poured over it. 
This is a premium roast. Oh, <laughs> love this. But yeah, I mean, the details uh, here, uh, they, uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, so there's a certain kind of a cat called the civet cat. It was a, due to their keen sense of smell, they naturally pick out and eat only the ripest coffee cherries. As they digest the cherries, the enzyme in their body breaks them down and removes the pulp, leaving, just, leaving behind just the coffee beans. So they eat the whole thing and they pump out the bean. And uh, during that process, there's some kind of fermentation occurs and gives the that gives the civet cat coffee its special flavor. Oh god! <laughs> Shit! Is that what the flavor? Is? <laughs> think, yeah, it's, it's, we, don't, we don't need to act like it's yeah. I love its uh, sulfuric aroma. Sulfuric aroma. I mean, what? This is it, right? This is the bat. I mean, this is the yeah. same crap, literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> this is along the same lines. Uh, you know, the pangolin, the bat, you know, yeah. what are we doing here? Just eat chicken, pork, and beef and, you know, maybe some lamb or something. Yeah. And not what they shit out. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, you know, not far from here, there's a litter box. That's where that goes. It doesn't go in my <laughs> it goes cup. In the trash can. Unreal. All right, Zach, let's move on. Illinois mayor uh, told police, this is another example of elite hypocrisy. Illinois mayor told police to crack down on social gatherings. His wife discovered at a bar two days later. What an asshole. <laughs> she knows her husband just made this order. <laughs> what if it's like one of those situations where they're like actually not together? They're just, it's just, it's just a ruse for like the public eye. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to the bar. Yeah. Who's this? Yeah. You're you telling me what to do. Now, I'm just surprised that there's even a bar open. They found her at like 1 a.m. Yeah. And hanging out with some other. I mean, is it like a, you know, I wonder now, is this is what's going on now? All the rich and famous people, they're actually opening up the bars in secret, like late at night. We're, yeah. we're all told it's like to be, we're going back to prohibition. Like it's like speakeasies are opening up everywhere and you don't even know about it. Yeah. But it's only for like the rich and powerful. Yeah. Oh, this one just irritates me. I mean, just this, you know, do as I say, not, not as my wife does, I guess. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. <laughs> bullshit omner. That'd be it, Dave. Well, let me ask you this. Would you, would you go, would you go to the, well, yeah, what would, what would be the, is it, are we going to like a scale of 10 or? Eh, let's go, yeah, I guess one to 10. All right. All right well, I'd give it a, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make me angry because I kind of expect it, but I, don't know, I call it like a seven or, I don't know. I guess the hypocrisy is just uh, the elite hypocrisy just makes me angry more than other stories. So, I mean, it's bullshit. She gets to go out and do all this stuff. And, you know, after her husband just made this order, but, you know, whatever. Oh, maybe I'll bump it up to an eight. Well, did you, did you give a number? I'd say an eight. I agree with an eight. Okay. Let me ask you this. Would you go to a bar right now? No, I 100% would not go to the bar right now. Even if they were open, I don't think I would. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like a bar or a restaurant, I, I wouldn't. And I wonder when I, when I would go back. So not only, um, I mean, this isn't even just, I mean, of course it's, you know, do as, I, uh, do as I say, not as I do. But I don't even believe the what I say do. In other words, I don't, I'm telling you to stay home, not, and I don't even think it's going to help you because I'm just going to go out anyways to, for, to do what I want. So I don't even believe that this is a problem. That's what I'm saying. Like right now, 
if I was the mayor, right, uh, and I and I said stay home, I I would I because I believe it. And I don't want you to go out to a bar. I wouldn't go to a bar. I'm, you know, that's just that that's what just drives me nuts. And, yeah, you're saying if you want to go out to the bar and get a get coronavirus, good for you. Have, <laughs> have fun. I've heard people say that in the debate about when we're going to reopen things, and uh, they're sort of like, hey, if you want to go, uh, go out. But if you get sick, uh, well, don't don't blame me. Ah, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> say that. Because you can't, what are you going to determine? How do you determine, you know, well, this person did it and they got it from this thing. And so now we won't treat them or something. I don't know. A lot going on there. You have any thoughts on what I just rambled about? I don't know. I mean, how the hell in, I mean, I'm sure some businesses, businesses would love to like open up again that are hurting, but are they even going to make enough money to like stay open? You know, like some of these businesses that have to be closed, like, yeah, they're not bringing in revenue, but they're also not spending any money right now because they're not, you know, most of them aren't paying their employees. You know, if the government does end the lockdown, but things are still dangerous, you know, people are going to have to reopen, start paying employees again, their overhead expenses are going to go back up and they're probably not going to get the kind of customers they did before. You know, no, not at all. I mean, that situation. I agree. I agree hundred percent. Plus they, I don't know what they're doing about whatever their, their lease payments are in the buildings yeah. that they're occupying like a restaurant somewhere. I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know, just to say a round number, I mean, I'm going to say six months. So when it, when it, whenever, whenever like the, the all clear is, I'd give it a good six months before things get back to where like just say a restaurant is, you know, selling the same amount of stuff as they would do on a, on a normal weekend. I, I don't know. That seems like a fair estimate. Don't you think? Yeah. Six months from now, that sucks to think about, but it's true. I mean, I, I mean, I know once this thing is cur- once this curve is flattened, yeah, I, I, I will be like, I'm sure most people will be out celebrating. You know, I, I, I feel like a lot of businesses are going to do pretty well. Like after this whole thing flattens out, yeah, there's going to just be an influx of people going to bars and restaurants and movies and getting out of the house finally. But, um, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to, I want to go to the beach with the wife and the dog, hang out there for an hour or two and then stop off at a, at a beach restaurant and just, just chill and watch the sunset. That's what I want to do. I cannot wait to do that. I don't know what I'm going to do. The first thing I'm going to do. (laughs) I'm just going to go. (laughs) What is the same shit I'm doing now? Just saying, I don't know. See, I don't have like beaches near me. I guess I could take a drive to the nearest beach town, Ocean City, which is like two and a half, three hours. But I mean, even it's as simple as like just going to like a local brewery. I mean, that's, that's enough. Yeah, right? That's what, that's what I would end up doing. Yeah. I've got it. Don't worry. I got, I got it all figured out for you, buddy. <laughs> Perfect. Send me my itinerary. Okay. Right, let's move on to tree hugger news. Uh, you know, when you can't hug another person, Iceland has a suggestion, hug a tree. The story comes from informedamerica.com. And uh, this is really good. I mean, this, there's a quote here from uh, the guy who runs the forestry service in Iceland. He says, when you, when you hug a tree, you feel it first in your toes and then up your legs and then into your chest and then up into your head. It's such a wonderful feeling of relaxation that you're ready for a new day and new challenges. So, Zach, while we cannot go out and hug each other, we can hug trees. And this sounds like quite the, quite the sensual experience here. <laughs> what? It does sound sensual. It sounds like that guy is uh, doing more than hugging the tree. Is that a hole from a woodpecker? Or yeah, is that exactly. Some other purpose? <laughs> yeah. A new meaning to woodpecker. <laughs> 
It's like, hey, friend, you want to go outside and hug the tree? <laughs> right. We're going. We're all going tree hugging this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys. There's nothing. It's not like it's a blanket. I mean, have you? You know, they're they're rough and nasty, and, and you know, like some of the pine trees around here, you can get cut by hugging one. This is crazy. I wonder who the first person was that took like the term tree hugger and made it like an actual like act. Took it from just being like a tree hugger meant like, you know, an environmentalist to like someone actually hugging a fucking tree. Yeah. Or I mean, was it the other way around where did, did, did people used to hug trees and they were like crazy environment? They, they would, they're like, well, like this guy. I don't know. And I don't then know any hippies, maybe, maybe we'll like call up Carol Baskins. And <laughs> she knows. She seems like she would know the answer to that question. This is just bizarre. And this is, look, this is not helping. This is bullshit. But you're not going to get these feelings from the tree. <laughs> We're looking for something here. This is not the answer. All right. Now, Zach, we talked about uh, how Mother Nature hates you a couple of our episodes. And if it's, if it's not the coronavirus, it's going to be something else. There was that, was that earthquake in Idaho, right? Yeah. And there is that thing. There's those wild. Those by the way, those fires in Chernobyl that we talked about last week. Those are still going on. I so know, I keep seeing things about them. <laughs> Good luck with all Here's that. Get out of me. So it's a it's a, across the ocean, a world away, and it's still after watching Chernobyl on HBO. Now yeah. I'm like deathly afraid of, of radiation poisoning for some. Yeah, is that that's the worry, right? You can get up in the air and then just with some wind will take it across. Yeah. Maybe we'll get like a powerful gust of wind that'll blow blow all the way over here. Oh, no, thank you. So, well, so far, Africa has been spared of the coronavirus. I mean, not completely, but certainly not as bad as China, Europe, and uh, North America. Yeah. Uh, I, don't worry. <laughs> Mother Nature had something. Uh, parts of Africa are bracing for a locust swarm 20 <laughs> times larger than the last swarm. So, if you're not going to get this horrible virus, you will get swarmed with locusts. So, you know... It, it, I don't mean to laugh at that, at the situation that sucks for them, but I just picture like two guys being out on a farm and like hanging out and be like, well, thank God we don't got coronavirus. And then you just like, what the hell's that sound? <laughs> like, you know, in like Jurassic Park when they're like, they start hearing like the footsteps <laughs> and the water shake. I, I, that's what I picture that. And then just like hearing the sounds of like millions of locusts, like flying in the distance and they look up and just see a cloud of locusts flying at them. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah, no, it sucks, but. <laughs> oh, terrible. I mean, yeah, because you, you think maybe they're dodging a bullet with the virus. Mm -hmm. Although I have heard uh, some suggestion that since they were in, um, they were in their summer. Well, in other words, it, there's a theory that the virus will, will partially get killed during the hot summer months. Um, now, versus, no, no, sorry. <laughs> I got this backwards. <laughs> they're going, Africa is going into its winter. Um, which will, which people are afraid will allow the virus to thrive. So they were, they were kept, the virus was kept at bay during the summer versus, you know, up here in, in the North, we were, it was thriving in the, in the winter in the Northern hemisphere. I think I said all that correctly. <laughs> I, yeah. no, I get what you're saying. So the, it's Africa has been on in their winter. Yeah. So the, the virus has, no, they were in their summer. They were in their summer. They're going Which, into their winter. Right. So that people think that the summer months will keep the virus at bay and stop and slow infections. And now they're heading into their winter months. All right. Just a little side. I think I, I, 
I'm not a, a fucking meteorologist, so I, I, you know, this is why I don't understand this. But it, it just baffles me how one part of the world can be in a different season than another. <laughs> you know I mean, like, like we're going into summer and Africa's going into winter. That That's doesn't bullshit. make fucking sense. <laughs> you know, like I don't get that. <laughs> what is the bullshit? Is it is it is it that, or, or is it your third grade education? Which was the bullshit? <laughs> What? Third grade. Good Lord. I didn't learn that. I, I wouldn't have learned that in senior year of high school. Either. <laughs> Maybe we can do, um, I mean, I got some lights here. Maybe we can do like the light with the, with, with the globe or the, or the thing going around. The, wow. I was going the wrong way there. We'll have a light and we'll show the circle of the earth. And then we could, we can look at the shadow and how, yeah. and, and the, in the axis of the earth uh, and how that, how that gives us our seasons. That sounds good. <laughs> Drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. son. <laughs> it is well it is it's confusing and as you can tell with me trying to explain i could not explain it in you know three sentences it took yeah. me like <laughs> so, <laughs> it is it is kind of hard to fathom and how that all how that all works out so anyway um are you mad at me for making fun of you for this no Okay. All right. So that's how we, we so we hope the we hope the locust swarm isn't as big as as it's going to be, and not the not the worst in seventy years, as they're saying. Um, so good luck with that, Zach. We talked about a new identification method. Yes, we did. We have iris scanners. We have fingerprint scanners, and now a smart toilet could identify you by your own anal print. <laughs> I hope it has a bidet built in. <laughs> that's I don't the least know. it could do <laughs> this this is supposedly uh it's it's a way of identifying each user so it makes sense so instead of you having to be like hey you know it's dave here i'll just all i gotta do is sit down and it knows it's dave because one article i read said something about a camera being on the toilet where it uses some kind of camera to recognize your ass yeah those are going to be hacked there's going to be some pervert out there that's going to be hacking in the toilets to look at people you know doing their business and it's disgusting so it's only that, was a, that one had a little pop to it. Uh, so this, are we only? Are we only? A, is this only a crime? Is it a crime if you don't give permission? Is that is that what it is? Because I think that, that sounds like something that's illegal, which is taking pictures of people going to the toilet. Oh yeah, I, I, there has to be some kind of like consent form when you buy this toilet. <laughs> The uh, the idea for the anal print was sparked by Salvador Dali, the famous printer, who discovered that the anus has 35 or 37 creases, which are as unique as fingerprints. So I love Salvador Dali, but I do not appreciate this contribution. <laughs> I didn't uh, even find that out. <laughs> he must have looked at a lot of asses to like uh, like come up with that scientific uh, like theory. Is is a weird guy, and just strange that that was your inspiration. I don't. I don't know how you arrived at that, but yeah. so the idea here is it's going to collect information about your bodily waste and use that data to look for any health issues you might have. So, I mean, what, what do you do with this? Well, <laughs> this is going to get hacked. It's going to get leaked. And, and this is just, this is just more, more, more nonsense for me to worry about. My pictures know, of my, a picture of me going to the bathroom out there now, more bullshit. I mean, I think their, their heads are in the right place. That seems like, of all the things to talk to your doctor about the your shit is like the most embarrassing. Yeah. So I guess it's a way to like, you know, find if something's wrong with you before without actually having to go to the doctor and have that conversation. 
I appreciate the concern, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's going to go well. No. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, though. I even, I've seen commercials for this, this, like, they send you a bag and you poop in it and you mail it back. You see that thing? <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> this is like the cat thing with the, I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe this is, you'll find out this is the new coffee or something, but. I'm sure that, I'm sure the bags are like a nice, like, medical, like, cup or something, but I'm like picturing someone shitting in like a Walmart plastic bag and like, just like putting it in the, in the post office mail, like, slot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you got a trash can the right size, maybe you could line the bag, line the can with a bag, and then just kind of sit into the can. I don't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I haven't shit many trash cans in my life, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, well, that's enough of that. But uh, in a similar vein, there's a lot of this is very much a, a very juvenile themed show today. Um, <laughs> Uh, Zach, let's move on to our fear, our, our last segment, the fear mongering segment. And these are the stories that we found that are just, you know, you're just making, you're just making things worse. You know, it's, this is not, this is not helping. And uh, so this one, coronavirus could be spreading through the globe through farts, claims doctor. There it is. I mean, <laughs> you're worrying about coughs, you're worrying about sneezes, and now you got to worry about some guy ripping ass in, in the aisle next to you. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> you it's worse. It's bad enough to worry about the stink. You know, when you're out and you smell it and you're like, Oh God, who the hell was that? And now it's like, <laughs> you got to worry about more than just stink. It's, it's, you gotta, it's gotta, it, it makes you feel like shit cause you smell it. And now, now you're going to get infected because of it. Yeah. This is like, uh, you know, I, this smells like death. This smells like disease. And in this case it could be true. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is fear mongering. Absolute bullshit. Just stop with this. Okay. Yeah. Now, if, if it's true, if it really is true, because they say that, um, that this actually could be spread through feces, and apparently when you, when you do a little toot, there could be some feces particles in there, which could go out through the air. So I'm wondering, and maybe this is a new product, and we've heard a lot about N95 masks for your face. Could we maybe do an underwear line yeah. with N95 material? <laughs> there was this underwear going around that made your farts not stink. Uh-huh. There's got to be something to that. Yeah. So we'll do filtration and scent blocking. What do you think yeah. of that? You know, they say that uh, like if you fart on someone's pillow, it gives you pink eye. And yeah. that actually is true. That happened to my sister. <laughs> How do you know that? Yeah, my sister did you do it? No, no. My dad did it. My sister was in the <laughs> hospital for something and she was in the bathroom and my dad farted on her pillow. And the next day she woke up in the hospital bed and had pink eye. Oh my God. What? Was your, so, did your dad feel bad or no? no? He, he thought it was funny, but <laughs> and it was right after that movie came out. I, I think what movie was it? Was it Knocked Up or something? It was like right after that movie came out, so it was like a joke. It was like everyone was like, "That's how you get pink eye. It, it's real. That's the true thing." Now that's hilarious. She must have been so angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's horrible. All right, let's let's move off of shit. Um, we, we got more fear mongering going on here. This story comes from the Mirror. Ghosts and quotes clad in bed sheets scare people into sticking to coronavirus lockdown. I mean, this is literal fear mongering. This is people trying to people hanging out in the streets wearing basically scary, you know, ghost costumes and just frightening everyone back into their homes. <laughs> this is kind of hilarious. It is. I think it's more funny than anything. But it's like, do you remember when there was those damn clowns that were going yeah. around? That's exactly what this is. 
You know what I mean? I think now you kind of expect it and you know what's going on, but I yeah. think clowns is a little more scarier. But still, it's, you know, if I see some guy standing out front of my house with, you know, bedsheet over him. I'm not going out. No, hell no. <laughs> there was this one guy, I was in, um, I was visiting a friend of mine that lives in Seattle um, a few years ago, and there was this homeless guy that lives, like, on the street near, like, where their building was. Yeah. And um, I was, like, leaving to go, like, to 7-Eleven or, or whatever. And, um, you know, my, my friend was like, there's this homeless guy that lives down there. Be careful because he likes to scare people. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, I'm just walking like down the street, like in front of the building. Yeah. And he scared the shit out of me. He literally just popped out from behind a pillar and went, ah! Like oh, my God. And he, oh my God, he scared the shit out of me. He went, ah, I got you. You owe me a quarter. <laughs> I was like, I don't got any cash for me. I'm going to buy you like a, a 40 or something. So like Colt 45 will do. And I was like, all right, you got a friend. Wow. Well, see, we were talking earlier about uh, about homeless people, you know, for you know, begging for money just to end up going to buy alcohol. But this was actually a better way. I think yeah. this guy could he provides a real scare in exchange. Yeah. You get some cash earned, or whatever. He earned that money. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrifying. Like, got me, man. <laughs> so after that, the rest of that week, every time I went down, like went down, that's what I was expecting. And I was like, I would have to walk like tensed up, like ready for someone to jump out and scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Everyone was probably looking at me like, look at that asshole. Why is he walking like that? <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, last thing on this, there's a picture of a guy in a, in like a, wearing a giant wig and beard with a robe and standing on top of a van, just motionless. That's really weird. Terrifying. Hopefully, uh, you keep people. Now, this one, this comes from Malaysia. So I don't know what people would do around here if they saw people in those outfits, but anyway, whatever works. Depending what state they're in and their gun laws are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we got uh, just a couple more here. Uh, there's a growing fear that you could catch COVID-19 more than once as patients who have recovered from tests start to test positive again. This story comes from uh, the Daily Mail and uh, citing some stuff going on in South Korea. Now, I think it, it's a little, it sort of says things, but it's a little inconclusive. Of their, they may be testing positive but might not be having symptoms. So yeah. I think at this point, just keep this shit away. I don't need this bullshit right now, you know? If, if, yeah, I wonder how many people are like, you know, I've already had it, so you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go back out because I can't get it again. Yeah. They could. But, you know, granted, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how this works, but does it, like, stay in your system even though you're, like, over it? You know what I mean? Like, like if you're cured, but it's, like, in you still, like, I'm wondering if you can still spread it. Right. Now, I think, I yeah, I don't know if you can, if you can, in other words, do you, yeah, do you care? You might have the antibody, but yeah, do you, can you infect others? I don't think so. But again, I'm okay. not, I'm not a doctor yeah, I either. No I mean, these are really the two worst people to answer this question. <laughs> no freaking idea. That should be a new segment on our show. Me and you try to answer like a scientific question. <laughs> you know, not fucking nothing about. We'll try, we'll try to reason our way through like, yeah. like the theory of quantum physics or something. Jesus. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, last one I got here, Zach. Last story I got here today. Woman who caught, caught coronavirus despite self-isolating for three weeks believes it was passed to her when she was collecting a bag of groceries left on her doorstep. I mean, well, what not? I just can't. I can't go out. I can't let anything in. Uh, so I mean, if I can get it, you know, I don't believe this is bullshit. I don't, I don't believe this. I think she talks. They said, well, I may have. I uh, did see my pharmacist a week earlier. Well, maybe that was that. Yeah. 
That sounds like my sister. She she won't do anything. I mean, she is so freaked out about this. She she gets all her groceries delivered. All she does, she will not leave the house. She won't even go across the street to see my parents because they they live right next door to each other. Yeah. But she like her. She has a system kind of like you, where like <laughs> when they when they deliver her groceries, she like actually like sprays them down with like uh, like disinfectant and shit before she. So you know you're you're opening up a. a open up food and it tastes like Lysol and just <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, her and I, her and I should never meet because we're probably too alike and we'll drive each other nuts. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, I mean, I'm it, look, you gotta, it, they're just got, well, the hard thing is you don't really know what, what, what's my risk here when I do this stuff and you try to do the best you can, but there is no hundred percent, right? There's no, no way. No matter what you do, even if you spray everything down, you're gonna miss something. You're gonna touch something. You're gonna some, you know, something just could be in the air. Some guy farting and walking by. You know, there's no way. Apparently, there's no, no way we can we can do this thing 100. percent So at this point, I don't want to hear this story. This is bullshit. You know, we're all trying to do the best we can. Night, tell me I can't even get delivery groceries. Christ. So not for the fear mongering, Zach. That's the society we live in, though. We've been fear mongering long before this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We'll be fear, we'll be fear mongering. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll find something yeah. else. Before this, it was fear mongering over immigration. Now it's fear mongering over, over coronavirus. One, just, one, after COVID, it'll be something else for us all to be scared of. One crisis after another. Zach, do you have any more bullshit we need to shovel over our shoulders and laugh at? I've had enough bullshit. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. I'd love to hear what all of you guys think about the topics that we covered today. If you enjoy this channel, enjoy this content, I love it. If you would subscribe and hit the like button. Also, if you are listening to us on a uh, on a podcast platform, and give us a review and ratings, especially counts on iTunes. I encourage you all to check out informedamerican.com where a lot of these stories come from. For Zach, I am Dave, and I've had enough of this BS. You've been listening to the BS Podcast with Dave and Zach, part of the Informed American Radio Network. Please like and subscribe today in order to get fresh new weekly episodes. Please send us your BS stories to info at informedamerican.com. The world is hard enough. And now we got to deal with this balls. 